1: lot talk radio Well, hello, hello <laughs> and welcome to the show. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties with our music intro.
0: So, we'll yeah. just
1: use a verbal intro. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray, tall rayside.
0: And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. And you know what? It's time to talk sports. We got a lot to talk about. Give us a call, 718 664 9098. Like always, rayandtaytoday.com. Your emails to rayandtaytoday at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube. We're We're here for you we got the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, a little review. Look, we're not crazy. You know, we all know you could analyze these guys. It takes three to four years to really know. But Ray and Tay will give you our top three teams, see what we think teams did, assess it, a little MLB, some hot teams, and NHL playoff update. Ray, right off the bat, did the L.A. Lakers get it right? In hiring Bill Walton's son, Luke Walton, the assistant coach from the Golden State Warriors, what do you think about that hire? And is it solely based on roster, whether his success is, or do you think he's the right guy no matter what?
1: Phil Jackson isn't out there to bring back as the coach. So I don't know who's better. For this Laker team, so in that respect, I think it was a great job by the Lakers. Uh, Coaching for two years, or the I should say, coaching these past two years at Golden State can't be anything but good. He was the head coach for how many games? Like twenty? I think twenty-four in a row. I think twenty-four in a row. Wait, uh, I think Kerr was the coach for forty-three, so he coached for thirty-nine games, something like that. Anyway. Great hire, Um, you know, I hate to see Byron Scott not be successful, but it was time to move on from Byron, and I don't know who else was better. So, to me, you know, you could have taken a shot on a Kevin Ollie, a guy who was a 13-year NBA veteran, but this guy's a Laker. He won with the Lakers. He knows the Lakers. He knows the Western Conference. He comes from a winning tradition now in Golden State, so I I think it was a perfect hire.
0: I totally agree, and I think, you know, being a coach's son, he, like you said, he's been at Laker. Um, the experience this year, look, people will say, oh, it's with Steph and Clay and Draymond, but, you know, he still he got his feet wet, and the kid, you know, he wasn't overwhelmed. So I give him credit. I think, look, we all know they need Ben Simmons. They need some shooters, right, because he's spoiled with a ton of shooters. The Lakers have no shooters, just Lou Williams. And maybe he needs some luck. Maybe he needs Durant this year or Durant and Westbrook to come together in a package deal next offseason if Durant opts in for one year. You know, I think everybody knows and Jeannie knows, uh, you know, it's going to take some time. So kudos and congrats to him and Lakers Nation. I think it's a great hire. Um, NBA playoffs, two game sevens, Ray. And I think not only did both the home teams win – and sometimes, you know, there's some questionable calls, like maybe in the Raptors-Pacers series. But I think DeRozan and Lowry didn't play great. It was more Norman Powell and Corey Joseph and some other guys. But when they had to, they, they had some big plays. Lowry had a big shot and, you know, did some things. Now they face each other. How do you see the Heat-Raptors series? And is there any way that our boy Chris Bosch could come back at all, or is it just leave that alone?
1: I would say leave it alone. You're at a point in your career where you've won two titles, and any t- i mean, the only thing is, Alonzo Morning faced this, right? So, so, Miami, ironically enough, have experience with big men and health issues. But when you start talking about blood clots and you start talking about mortality on the court, I
0: mean. Yeah.
1: I would say leave it alone but you know the doctors would never let him go on the court if there's I would imagine if there's any chance for that. So if you get the thumbs up from the doctors then maybe you put him on the court but I just I've written him off for this year. Let him take the off season, let him get ready. I, you know, I don't know if he'll ever be the same but I, I, for me personally as a human being, I don't know that I need to see Chris Bosh in these playoffs. He's you know, his life and outside of basketball is much more important. Uh, now, in terms of the series, you know what? This is going to be a good series. I think Toronto is huffing and puffing, and they finally are starting to blowing down the doors, and they're starting to win games that they should win and game sevens. And this team, to me, has a legitimate chance to to really come into their own and for the next few years to challenge Cleveland in the East, depending on if Cleveland stays together, uh, the Heat, you know, veterans, Dwayne Wade and, and Goran Dragic, looked like he did
0: game. Phoenix. Oh, yeah, what a gang he gang. Said,
1: I was. It's so funny because he was the guy who picked up the slack for Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade was so physically exhausted, but he said he was physically exhausted. But he said his teammates picked him up and then, you know, Dang and Whiteside – so this is going to be a good series. I think this might be another seven-gamer.
0: Um, you know, you might be right. I, you know, I still, at the end of the day, I look at Whiteside against Valanchunas, uh, Wade and Drogic against Lowry and, and DeRozan. Damari Carroll has got to find his name and his game, um, and he's going to have to battle Joe Johnson and Josh Richardson. I think the Heat and Richardson – and you hope he's okay. I think he got a little banged up, but hopefully he'll be fine. But him and, um, and justice Winslow, I think the, the youth off the bench has really given a little spark to the heat. So I got the Miami heat beating the Raptors in six. Um, look, if you're looking for motivation because your own writers and your town are writing you off and the other national writers, you know, that's a bad look for me for the Raptors. And I, I, I feel like they got through this series, but only because Miles Turner is still too young and Monte Ellis is not as good as he used to be. I felt like the Pacers just didn't have enough help. Real quick, what are your thoughts before we start to talk about the the West and and Cavs' heat? But Vogel, do you bring him back? I mean, I thought he did a heck of a job coaching. I'd be surprised if they didn't uh, sign him back up. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I did too. I mean, again, Red Auerbach's not out there. You know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes cats just go crazy. They're like, oh, you know, we, we're, not, we're not happy with being a seven seed. Really? You look can at bring back roster. Mark Jackson.
0: Right Mark off. Jackson plays for the Pacers. You
1: know, that's true. <laughs> time for some time for some action, for some action Jackson. I, I hear you, but I think Vogel's okay. I actually like him. And, you know, that team totally changed to who they were in the last two years. Their identity has completely changed. And they lose their superstar and he needs to kind of regain his confidence. And frankly, their roster is nothing to write home about. So I think think that Vogel did a a fine job. I would definitely bring him back. I mean, I don't know what Larry Bird's thinking, um, but I I don't have a problem bringing him back whatsoever.
0: Yeah, they're probably ahead of schedule. You know, I mean, the way that he got it going and the way they played, uh, I thought it was, you know, pretty darn impressive. So Cavs are up by, what, four or five right now. How do you see this series? For me, I kind of look at it like I think the Cavs, they have, you know, (laughs) come out of their big three slumber. You know, junior he's got a couple threes tonight already. If Kyrie's shooting good, which, you know, he was five for nine a little while ago. You know, I I just feel like – I hate to say they're on cruise control because that's almost, like, not fair or disrespectful. I think the Hawks could get a game or two just because – you know, if they get shooting or, you know, they can get, you know, maybe get the Cavs in foul trouble or the Cavs have a bad night shooting, I think the Cavs will win this series in six. Can't get too excited about the Hawks, honestly. And, you know, I love Jeff Teague and, and Millsap, but it's just, uh, you know, you need more people. It's not enough, man, you know. No, I,
1: I think this I think this is pain. I think uh, Cleveland could sweep them. Uh, they might win a game in Atlanta, but I don't see it going more than five. I think Cleveland has woken up, and not only that, but given what they went through last year, that Kevin Love got injured on a freak accident and Kyrie Irving got injured in game one of the finals, I think Cleveland wants to play fewer games. They just want to play games that matter. They don't want to mess around. Them and the San Antonio Spurs, I think, are the two teams that San Antonio, because of their age, And uh, everybody but, you know, Kawhi Leonard is is old on that team. And Cleveland, because of their injury history in last year's playoffs, I think they're really, really going to concentrate on not giving away games. I mean, nobody wants to give away games in the playoffs, right? But those two teams in particular are not going to waste effort.
0: Yeah, you're right. So let's go to that series. Uh, That was a beating the other night, Ray. I, you know, I threw it out there on Twitter, and I I really believe it, and other people are talking about it today, but, you know, that type of loss, and if they ever beat them in like four or five or even six, and it's ugly, and the Spurs really dominate the Thunder, I can see Durant, you know, checking out and saying, you know what, the West is too much, you know, not that he's a quitter, but just assessing the West is too much, let me go battle LeBron in the East and maybe I go down to South Beach in Miami with that young roster, Whiteside, a veteran Wade who could take so much less money to bring in Durant. Maybe even Bosh comes back. Maybe they keep Joe Johnson for less money, and they kind of have like a little versatile super team. What would you think about, um, you know, Durant to Miami and how, how good <laughs> that might potentially be? That could be ridiculous. I could
1: see, I could see Durant leaving, but I don't know that he could go to Miami, though, because that's LeBron's movie. You know what I mean? Isn't that a little bit weird if, what, six years later, Kevin Durant takes his talents to South Beach?
0: It I, I guess, like but you know what? Been I, mean, there. I know, but you know what it is? I think it's Pat Riley. And you could he could sell that story, I'm helping Pat to revenge losing LeBron you know, I love D Wade. I, he could sell that in terms of, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I think, you know, we talked about this off air, Kawhi and Paul George, great two way, small forwards, probably both ahead of Carmelo. But I think Kevin Durant, you know, you talk about what um, your boy Cuban said, but I think Russell Westbrook plays both sides and does everything. I think Durant is a little lax on the defensive end. If we're being kind of honest and, You know, it could be blasphemous, and we'll see, you know, game two tonight. But, um, Ray, Kawhi might be better than Durant. I, I, you know, I don't know. So, better
1: is is
0: tough to
1: say, but I tell you what. Different. I will say without hesitation.
0: More efficient.
1: I would say without hesitation, which player do I want on my team if I'm building a championship? I want Kawhi Leonard because he impacts more possessions than Kevin Durant
0: does. Back-to-back defensive player of the year, right?
1: Yeah. Kevin Durant impacts every offensive possession, but uh, you could argue Kawhi Leonard impacts almost every defensive possession. And because he's in a system with San Antonio where they have a lot of scorers, he scores 20 a game on a team with multiple, you know, MVP caliber players. And he's so effective. He's yeah. so efficient, no wasted movement, no wasted anything, and he has an impact on both sides of the floor. So is he better than Kevin Durant? Can't say that, but I want him on my team. If I want a small forward and I want to win a championship, I'm taking I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. And that's hard to say because Kevin Durant's going go to go as an all-time great, so, but but Kawhi Leonard to me, like I told you before, we talked about this offer, Kawhi Leonard is is almost like mad science. He's almost like the perfect basketball player. You know, mm. LeBron James was dropped down from the heavens
0: with that <laughs> body
1: and that physical ability, and well, Kawhi Leonard does have those long arms. And wait, wait, did you, you hear two. about the
0: heavens opening up for Space Jam 2? Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> LeBron James starring in Space Jam 2. Are you uh, serious? Oh, Right, I don't awesome. like that at all. But <laughs> here, good for him. Here. The kids, it's a movie to take the kids to, I guess, but... That's funny. That's, uh, That's hey. funny, but
1: no, Kawhi Leonard. I tell you what, man. I had nothing but praise for Kawhi Leonard and
0: Kevin Durant.
1: Now you think about it, Kevin Durant went to the finals, won Game One, and then was swept by the by the Heatles. You know, uh, right in their second year together, and ever yeah. since then, you know, they haven't really lived up to to snuff. He has a, a fellow superstar. He's got. Some size and Cantor and Ibaka. Uh, they had Harden in the beginning, and then they had Reggie Jackson. So, you know, their roster maybe hasn't been superb, but it's not. You know, it's not the Knicks that uh, Patrick Ewing <laughs> was carrying on his back in, oh, the, boy. You know, in the early '90s. I mean, so, yeah, Kevin Durant at a certain point, people are going to start to say, "Man, you know, you need to be challenging the NBA elite."
0: So, so Jesus, he could guy. leave. No, he's
1: absolutely a stud. Yeah, he's a
0: stud. Where does this series go? Where does this series go? And we know – I think the Warriors will probably sweep the Blazers, and I would not play Curry. But OKC Spurs, is it going seven? Or are the Spurs winning at home in game five? Could it go – you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to – I guess tonight we'll get a better feel. For for me, for some reason, I'm thinking it's going to go seven. I can't believe OKC – is not going to show up. But if LaMarcus LaMarcus Aldridge, Ray, if he's shooting like how he shot, there's no answer. Ibaka can't stick him. Durant, their big seven-footers can't stick him. He's too quick. There's no answer for LaMarcus.
1: Yeah, I agree. The problem that Oklahoma City has is they're not great closing out games. They've played great basketball in stretches against Golden State and against Oklahoma, uh, against San Antonio but the problem is those two teams out executed them down the stretch I do think they're good enough to hold home court uh, can they win in San Antonio is the question I'm not sure this year this team so I'll say San Antonio in six uh, but I think it's going to be a good series and I think like the series what was it four or five years ago when they went to the finals where San Antonio jumped on them first two games and then they won the next four. Yeah. Uh, and even, the, even two years ago when Ibaka got hurt and the San Antonio went to the finals, these two teams go at it. And I don't think by any stretch that game one is, is going to impact them in game two. I think they'll be fine. I think
0: this will be a good series. How impressed were you with Clay and just his shooting, his overall performance? Because, I mean, him and Draymond, it's hard to say that they're underrated because of how great Steph has been this season. But I think they're showing you, and people were trying to say, oh, does it take away from Steph and his MVP and his greatness? like, no way it doesn't take away. What it shows you is that the team is just loaded. And they've got a bunch of ball handlers, a bunch of shooters, rotating big guys. Now Varazal is coming in and rotating, you know, with Bogut and Azili. I mean, they just – they're so versatile everywhere you go, Iguodala, Barnes. So, to me, I think this is going to be a sweep. Maybe McCullough and Lillard get one game at home. Um, but the bigger question is, philosophically, like, how, do you say win without, win without Curry? I don't want to bring him yeah. back and he get hurt again, like we did trying to be cute last series. It's not worth it. You can handle the team without him,
1: Curry. Right? I'm not playing Curry until I lose a game and maybe not even two games, but until yeah. I lose – I mean, un- unless the doctors say he's at 95%, right? If Curry's not at 90-plus percent, not playing him until we lose a game.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to see the guy play to me. I, I just It's not worth it, especially because you know the Western Conference finals and the NBA finals, he is going to be tested physically, and they're going to need every juice and ounce of his knee, his ankle. You know what I mean? I'd rather that I guy be – I will say
1: this, though. <laughs> I will say this, that if if I know Steph Curry, which I don't, uh, <laughs> but I would imagine that well, he's, a very, he's a very rhythm player. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to just drop him in and say against game competition in the Western Conference Finals – against you know oklahoma city or san antonio and say be the presumptive you know two-time mvp be yourself and go out there and do your thing you know what i mean so you so want him he, to play like maybe a clinching game
0: they're up 3-1 or 3-0 put him in for one game that's the only
1: reason to play yeah. him at less than 100 percent is, is to make sure that he has some rhythm going into that next round
0: yeah that's a good assessment you feel bad, you got to feel so bad for the Clippers man and just how all that stuff went down. So, but look, it's time to leave the NFL play, uh, NBA playoffs alone and we have got to recap a very historic and unique weekend. Let's talk NFL. Huh? Now listening to the NFL talk. Ray, 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 Ray. undrafted free agents. And now today, a bunch of veterans just giving their walking papers. And, you know, <laughs> gosh, you got to feel bad for guys. The NFL is just like, it's no mercy, man. No mercy. So obviously, Ray, there's so many feel-good stories. The, the unfortunate pop culture it was everywhere today. Today Show, Wendy Williams, Ellen, everybody's talking about Laramie Tunsil. I mean, in an hour and 43 minutes, to go from let's say six to 13 because he might not have been taken before but Ron, ronnie stanley lineman taken by the ravens and they said they were going to take tonsil to lose seven million dollars over a hacked video that you shouldn't have even had you know you could question or debate whether he did you know should have done it or not that's his personal business but then delete it right and so you feel so bad for the kid only because he's passed every drug test and you know, he seems to be, you know, trying to, you know, be on point and took the preparation for the draft serious, his pro day, everything. And he got sabotaged. And they said it wasn't the stepfather, that it might have been an agent. Supposedly he gave his password to multiple different agents and he only picked one and maybe one of the other ones was vindictive. Either way, how, how much do the Dolphins benefit and how, how messed up was that whole situation? Shocking, right, to see it all play out the best reality TV show? You know,
1: this is the world we live in, unfortunately. Uh, So social media can do a lot of good. And, you know, in times of need, it can rally troops and literally and figuratively. And it can spread the word for good causes, but it can also do this. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, these kids need to realize that they're not kids anymore. You want to play in the big time. You want to play in front of 80,000 fans. Well, you have 120, 150, 200 million fans on social media of the NFL. And guess what? Everything makes it to the internet. So if you're doing something that you don't want people to know, don't do it, you know? <laughs> and so it's terrible. And it cost them $7 million, but the only good thing you can say out of this is a couple of things. One, hopefully, you know, most of these guys make their big money in their second contract, right? So hopefully you'll make up for it. Hopefully you'll learn from it. And better to learn early in your early 20s than to learn, you know, later in life. So you learn from this, you move on, you go to the Dolphins instead of the Ravens. So, maybe a slightly better team get better weather.
0: (laughs) It's
1: terrible. It's terrible. You know what? I want people to be judged strictly on their ability, strictly on their achievement and their tape and what they can do on the football field. But unfortunately, it's not like that. I mean, it's the whole package, especially in this NFL. You're judged on so many other off the field issues as well.
0: So. Obviously, we had the emotional stories of Jalen Smith and Miles Jack and, you know, both dropped to the second round. I think we were more surprised about Miles Jack dropping to the second than, you know, the Cowboys selecting Jalen. But I guess let me ask you this. You're a Cowboy fan. How do you feel about your owner? One, maybe ignoring uh, your need in terms of defensive line and going for the running back and then – injured player who's probably out for the year but then after he doesn't trade up for the quarterback he said he wanted in Paxton Lynch and or possibly even later on Connor Cook he kind of I don't want to say embarrasses Dak you know Dak Prescott but like is there a point where you just want him to shut up and like not you know what I mean like not say to the world like oh I should have gone for it I've done it in all my oil deals and I should have just gone for it for Paxton Lynch and you know, I mean, you, you drafted Jack Prescott. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't like that. I, I want to know how you feel about that.
1: So, a lot of different emotions going through Cowboy Nation right now. They loved Ezekiel Elliott from the beginning.
0: Yeah, we both said it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we said that it looks like they'll take him. I didn't want to take him at four. Um, I just don't know that he'll be Adrian Peterson. I mean, at four, you need to be Adrian Peterson or or something close to it to take a number four overall pick to take a running back. Um, If he is, then great. Uh, I'm not sure he is, but let's say, okay, Jalen Smith, you know what, that's a calculated risk. Never mind taking somebody that... Could have been a top three. He might have been the number three pick in this draft had he not gone yeah. out of, his, you know, freak play. So,
0: totally. you know
1: what? You shoot for the moon. I'm okay with that. Interesting that he went before Miles Jack. Two yeah. picks before Miles Jack, I think. And Miles Jack was a guy that, uh, you know, they didn't think his knee was so severely damaged. So, it's interesting that the Cowboys must have loved Jalen Smith's potential. Uh, but you're right, though. Dak Prescott was a... I've been trophy candidate for two years. Paxton Lynch was not, and a couple of these other guys, you know, were not. So he's an accomplished player, and and, uh, you're right. It felt like he got disrespected. It's like, wait a minute, you drafted me. I'm your guy. Shouldn't I (laughs) be your homie? Now, maybe this is all he's smarter than everybody, (laughs) you know what I mean? And he's lowering expectations, and maybe he's playing this whole thing, playing us like a violin, Maybe. But I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you know, this is your squad. This is the squad you, you drafted, and this is the squad you're rolling with. Don't talk to me about the draft is over. Don't talk to me about Paxton Lynch. Don't talk to me about Connor Cook. Don't talk to me about, you know, any other quarterback out there. You know, talk to me about the guys you're rolling with. And so, yeah, I, I hear you. That was weird to me.
0: So let's get to our top three. One quick thing. you got to love uh, uh, Moritz the the German player. And Mike Mayock was basically talking to the Vikings and and Smith and Zimmer and saying, look, he's on our set. We're talking to him. Got to take this kid, you know. And sure enough, the next time, you know, I guess two minutes later, they picked and they took uh, the first German born player. He played for the unicorns in Germany and he learned about the NFL watching YouTube videos of his teammate, Adrian Peterson. That's a pretty amazing story. 6'4", ran a 4'4", four, four Ray. That's, that's what it, I don't know, that, that, that warms your heart. That's, that's what sports
1: awesome. are all about. A YouTube awesome. video of Adrian Peterson, and now he's in the NFL, and Adrian Peterson's a <laughs> <his> teammate. <laughs> I mean, that's a
0: Hollywood, I mean, honestly, that, that's a movie. That's a freaking great movie. And, you know, you talk about the undrafted players. Remember I said 15 quarterbacks, 15 went. Um, I thought it was interesting. Seattle took Vernon Adams and uh, Trayvon Boykin, who I don't know if he'll, you know, play quarterback, but, you know, they're both sort of, uh, they might get rid of Tavares Jackson, and then it's like the three uh, replicas in the quarterback room for the Seahawks. And then, you know, we had a caller, you know, a friend of mine, uh, her son, my friend Grace, Martha Vineyard, her son from UMass cornerback randall jed did not get drafted but then right afterwards is when they sign all the undrafted free agents and these nfl teams they're so busy making calls and he got a offer and a tryout with the green bay packers so that is so awesome and you know hopefully we'll be able to get him on the show talk to him about his experience he's going out to green bay thursday and so i just wish the kid the best and it's, it's a great story you know it's really awesome that's great all these undrafted kids. So, look, I'm going to take a smack at it first. Uh, three teams. I liked a bunch of different teams. But for me, the, the number one team that I, I think I really liked, and like I said, look, we, we'll know in three or four years, right? But I like what the Jaguars did, right? I mean, I, it's hard to, you know, debate with the off-season of free agency, their moves. And then you get, you know, and Fowler comes back from last year. I mean, you can't include that in this draft. But, hey, he was injured, and now he'll, you know, be a rookie as well. But you get Jalen Ramsey. And then Miles Jack in the second round. I mean, you could almost stop right there. And I'm just, like, blown away. Um, You know, they get a nice pass rusher from the Terps. Yo, Terps. And then I like Sheldon Day. I mean, in the fourth round, they get the defensive tackle from Notre Dame. Um, I think overall I was pretty impressed with what the Jaguars did. And um, it's nice to see Gus Bradley is, is, you know, building up something. And even they took Brandon Allen from Arkansas to quarterback – and maybe that means they want to, you know, give it to Chad Henney and have an inexpensive, you know, backup to Blake Bortles, which I get. And Brandon Allen's not bad. So, number one for me was the Jaguars, man. Very impressed with uh, what they did and what they addressed. A couple of pass rushers and defensive ends, even in the later rounds. And uh thought it was pretty good. Who's your What's your team? So, blew I don't you think, away.
1: I, I'll give you three. I don't know that I'll, I'll rank them. I'll just give you three. So, I thought, look, the most – the most important position in all of sports potentially, but certainly in the NFL is quarterback. And so to me, people had mixed grades about this, but I'll I'll say a top draft team to me is the Denver Broncos, not the overall top team, but I think they did a great job of getting Paxton Lynch moving up and getting their guy, because what were their alternatives? They tried to sniff out Ryan Fitzpatrick. They tried to sniff out Colin Kaepernick and, Maybe the price was too much. Maybe they didn't have the cap room. I love that pick. They ended up getting is uh, got, got the defensive end from Georgia Tech. I think he'll continue yeah. not as high on him, I and mean, I think he'll be fine. But I do love this kid, Justin Simmons, the safety from Boston College, hard hitting. They got another safety Later, Will Parks from from around your way in Arizona might Ooh. give them some depth at safety. And guess what? If he can stay healthy, Devontae Booker, mark Ooh. my words, will be the starter in a Denver. Steal. That and was a steal, right? Back, he could be a starter in Denver by midseason. And you know Terrell Davis was a fifth-round pick. They've had guys, Mike Anderson, they've had some, you know, relatively unknown cats step right. in there and do their thing in that Denver system, in that Denver offense. So I like their pick, but it starts with getting Paxton Lynch and sliding up in the first round, taking him, filling some needs at at defensive end safety, and maybe getting a starting running back. And I like the guard, Connor McGovern from Missouri. So I think they got some good depth, solid, solid draft from the Broncos.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with the Bears because they said, you know what, we're going to trade up a couple spots to get ahead of the Giants. And get Leonard Floyd. Now, look, you know, he didn't play that much at Georgia. Maybe the people say he's a one-year wonder. But, you know, he pops off the tape because he can get to the quarterback. And that's what this league is all about. And Foxy knows that. You know, you, you like um, their second pick, you know, getting the offensive lineman from Kansas State. I thought, you know, they did pretty good with that. Um, I like even, you know, some of their, you know, defensive picks. The defensive end, the linebacker, the safety. But, and they got a corner. But what is the steal to me? that a lot of people don't know about. Langford last year, you know, running for Forte, he only ran 3.6 yards per carry. So he's not bad, but he's not a stud. But they got a grown man in the kid Howard, Justin Howard. um, Sorry, Jordan Howard from Indiana, Ray. I've seen a couple of those Big Ten Indiana games, and oh my goodness, ask Ohio State's defense about Howard, how he ran through them. And rearrange Joey Bosa and all those boys. Um, that's a serious, nice little pickup. So, to me, I, I, I like what the Bears did. I think their defensive pieces are impressive. And, um, you know, Fox and free agency and, 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 and everything, I think he's putting together a nice little uh, team. I like the inside linebacker, too, from West Virginia. You put him with um, Trevathan, and, um, you know, the way the Bears go. So, I like them. All right. So,
1: Next up for me, a little controversial because some people, again, didn't have him as high, but I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins. So where's Mm -hmm. Hank when you need him? (laughs) First of all, you could have stopped with the number one pick. Laramie Tunsil is, by all accounts, the best left tackle prospect in years. I mean, this guy physically is unbelievable. His measurables – are off the charts. He's athletic. He's got footwork. He's got arms. He can he can defend. You know, I mean, he can is uh, a good pass blocker. He's a good run blocker. This guy really, you know, could have been the number one overall pick, right? If if there yeah. wasn't all this moving up to get, you know, he could have easily been Marcus Mariota's, you know, guy for many years. The video comes out. He drops to thirteen, but to get. So assuming all this stuff blows over, right, to get a talent like that at 13, that's already a good draft, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. Then you figure they get a corner in Xavier Howard from Baylor. And he's good. He's good. He's really good. And then they have a guy that could be a bust because he fumbles a little bit too much uh, in college. But he could be a playmaker, and that's Kenyon Drake. If yeah. you watch those Alabama started, right. games, okay. yeah, he's a special team stud. You watch the national championship game where it was a shootout. They so needed the Kenyon Drake. You yeah. know, Henry was the man, but Kenyon Drake was, was like thunder and lightning. He gave them that spark. So I, I really like that pick for the potential. Um, and then they go with a couple of wide receivers. Now, they didn't have a fourth or a fifth round pick, so that, that put a lot of pressure on them. But they get the kid, uh, Carew, from from Rutgers, and then they get a uh, another wide receiver, Grant, from Texas Tech. Uh, so it's hard to project much from yeah. sixth- and seventh-round
0: picks. I never right? saw Carew, but I heard he's a player. So, But I you he, know I never saw him with my own eyes. Yeah, but.
1: but I think ultimately it's the top half of that draft, so Tunsil, Howard, and Drake. Uh, and if this kid Carew turns out to be a player, then that's great. Sixth- and seventh-rounders are,
0: like I said, throwing darts. But,
1: you know, so so far – I love Laramie Tunsil. You pencil him in for 10 years.
0: Yeah. Well, this was hard. Let me, I'll just say this. I like what the Bills and the Bengals and what the Giants did. Um, you know, even the Seahawks. These guys all had great drafts. And definitely the Baltimore Ravens. They, they did their thing. But my third team, I got to go with the Houston Texans. People don't like Will Fuller, but I do like him because he helps DeAndre in terms of not getting double-teamed. They say he makes drops, but you know what? He, he runs patterns good. Indeed. He's always open in Notre Dame, and he's so fast. The legitimate 4-4 at almost 4-3. Then Nick Martin, you know, <laughs> the center, and basically his brother is Zach Martin of the Cowboys. He was legit in Notre Dame, solid kid. Braxton Miller, another receiver. He'll develop, but you know what? You can use him anywhere, and Billy O'Brien will use him in trick plays. you know, He can be like Randall Elf a Steelers. And Braxton is just an, a superior athlete, you know. He's, you know, the, we got to mention the Buckeyes, 12 people drafted, and the last one was Cardell Jones to the Bills, but 12 players. So that set a nice little record. And then this, uh, this uh, Tyler Irving, uh, the running back that they got from San Jose, he's kind of a little bit of a baller. People might not know that much about him, but, you know, he seems to be pretty good. I like the D tackle and the safety. So I think the Texans did themselves – pretty nicely. And look, DeAndre Hopkins and Brock Osweiler have got to be happy and they got some help, especially when you've got a new quarterback and you've got a, a center that could probably come in as a freshman rookie start for 10 years and Nick Martin, you got to be happy with that. If you're Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans.
1: So my third pick is the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, so you talked a little bit about your boy, big Moe. Moritz, <laughs> Moritz Boringer. Let's see if he turns out to be, you know, at least can stretch, stretch the defense.
0: We'll right. see. I
1: mean, I don't know, right? Six four. He's got some size. He's six four two ten. He's got some size, but they need help. Stefan Diggs needs help. Yeah. And to me, if you want to grade Teddy Bridgewater, you got to give him talent. And I believe the best player a wide receiver was either Laquan, Laquan Treadwell or Josh Doxon. Uh, yep. Even though they didn't go first and Laquan Treadwell went third in the round, but to get, and I believe him to have potential to be an impact wide receiver. So to get that wow. big wide receiver in the first round, I thought was great, but even better to get Mackenzie Alexander, a starting cornerback to me, he'll be starting in no time. Um, he might play. Did you see his story? I- he was
0: picking oranges, right? From the with his dad.
1: Call. That's he, right. He, a week before
0: front. the draft. You talk about work ethic. Wow, I love that kid. He's uh, from Represent. Haiti. He's, yeah, that's a great story.
1: That's great story. And they say that you know. The linebacker brothers from Missouri can, uh, you know, the great tackler, if he gets on the field, he'll be able to contribute. Will Beavers, a tackle from Western Michigan. So between getting those two wide receivers, between getting a starting corner, you know, they potentially have two starters, and then Beavers is a nice little rotational uh, tackle. Might have to move inside to become a guard. But filled needs with starters. I like that. Nice draft for Minnesota.
0: Okay. So, you know, listen, I think right now it's sort of see how things play out. I think the Rams got a couple of little weapons for Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Sam Bradford. That situation is, is, is kind of a mess. I don't think either one of those teams improved their roster so much for those quarterbacks, but, you know, we'll see. I think at the end of the day, both those guys, we will get on the field before the season ends, probably goth week one, Wentz maybe like week six or week 10, depending on if Sam Bradford, you know, gets it together or chase Daniel. Real quick, what do you think about the Jets and Hackenberg and the Bills with Cardell Jones and Connor Cook falling? Quick thought on the quarterbacks before we move on. Hey, you got to take one, right? Until you get the guy, you got to try. So I'm not upset. I mean,
1: Paxton Lynch was available there in the first round. They decided not to go with him. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Not not that excited about Christian Hackenberg, period. And then certainly not as a second-round pick, taking him 51. Uh, I thought that was a little high. I mean, you called it about these quarterbacks going early, uh, some of them anyway. Uh, I thought Connor Cook would get drafted higher. I thought Lynch uh, – sorry, Hackenberg would get drafted lower. Um, but you know what? I guess the Jets are looking at their roster and saying, we got trouble signing Fitzpatrick. We don't love Gino. We don't know about Petty, so we got to get somebody. So I, I just I don't know about Christian Hackenberg. So question, TBD, but not that excited as a Jets fan.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So let's get excited about the NHL playoffs, Ray, and with uh, some hockey and some baseball. The, the Lightning are looking like they're uh, – it might be too much for the Islanders. What are your thoughts about that series? Staying in the East, East uh, that series, and then uh, Capitals and Penguins, which could be a, a classic battle if if they keep you know going at it.
1: So, I want to see the Capitals take care of the Penguins. I just want to see them take care of their business. It's time. It's time for them to show that you know they were basically. The best team in hockey all year long, and it's it's time uh now, our islanders, you know maybe they're a year or two ahead of schedule yeah. um, but you know what they might be able to I, I don't know they might be able to go six or seven games i'm I'm not writing them off just yet no, I'm not giving uh, up
0: either, but it just seems like the lightning is they're kind of showing their experience a little from you know, last Tampa,
1: year. and Tampa Bay's hurt, but they're still playing well. Um, the Western Conference, you know, I, I had my Anaheim team going all the way. Nashville mm-hmm. took them out. So that, you know, to me. I, but San Jose I, looks
0: like they're going to take care of Nashville probably.
1: Yeah. And uh, Dallas looks tough. You know, they can score. So between Ben and Sagan, and if they get a little bit of defense, a little bit of goaltending, they're a tough team. Um, so you know what? This NHL playoffs, it's funny because we, we had a great first round in terms of Game sevens and, and uh, game sixes, and so right. I hope we get that in the next round because uh you know I love playoff hockey, and I feel like this year there aren 't that many compelling stories, but maybe as the playoffs go on, uh, we'll start to get more into into some off the field and, and some stories that It might have been really more pulled.
0: fascinating I think if the Blackhawks were still in it i 'll tell you this though, look the Penguins are up two zero right now in the capitals and uh, the first, so they' they 're surely going to try to make this a, a good series. Um, so we'll see how that happens. And like you said, man, you, you want Alex to, to get his shot at the Stanley Cup Finals. I think everybody who likes and respects greatness in hockey and great players, you'd like to see, you know, um, Alex get a shot to, you know, hold up the, 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 the trophy. You know, you, you kind of want to see him do it. Lord Stanley. <laughs> you know, sure. hey, how about this? Uh, the Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs winning the lottery. And potential number one pick is from Scottsdale, Austin uh, Matthews. That's, uh, you know, we got some hockey rinks out here, right? I'll let you know, man. It's hot out here, but we got some hockey rinks and some players. That's awesome. Well, you know what? The great one
1: found his way to Phoenix eventually for L.A. and then Phoenix, you know, obviously with the St. Louis and New York and whatever, Um that's great. That's great. A U.S. born player. I think the last time U.S. born player was taken number one overall was Patrick Kane in two thousand seven. And you know how big Daddy Kane's been doing. He's Ooh. gonna be, uh, you know, writing all the records for American born players. So that's great. That's awesome. Now it's hard to top Connor McDavid. This guy, uh, you know, this this past draft was just you know, maybe maybe one of, will go down as one of the best of all time. Um, but it is nice to see young american hockey players you know growing
0: up just a little weird to see them coming from
1: phoenix arizona but go ahead why not
0: (laughs) yeah no definitely so let's talk about baseball man i mean look it's it's an interesting start of the season there have been a lot of fascinating stories good and bad with obviously an 80 game suspension and you know all these different things what's Um, going on with d you know (laughs) Got teams are basically played about, you know, most teams have played about 25 games, you know, so you're getting sort of a a good picture of who some of these teams are, and I'd say to me, the Cubs, the White Sox, you know, the Nationals, and and now the Red Sox, you know, that NL West is going to be probably go down to the last week. All those teams seem like they're kind of average. I don't know what's going on with the Dodgers, but the Nats and Mets are going to battle probably all year, you know, and that's going to probably come down to health. But what, what's, what's sort of your surprise at this, uh, you know, I don't want to say quarter, you know, through, but let's say 20, you know, 25, 26 games through. Is there sort of a shock? Team There's a couple. Yeah.
1: There's a couple. So first shocker is how bad the Houston Astros are. I mean, everybody had them winning the whole—you know—potentially winning the American League. The Astros are the worst team besides the Twins, so they're the yeah, second worst team.
0: That hurts.
1: Second worst team in the American League, and if you if you project that out, you know, to the National League as well. There's only what? The Braves and and the Twins are the only teams that are worse. So what happened in Houston? This team was awesome and you know, still roster wise. George Springer can't hit. They've got They have some pitching
0: problems too.
1: Yeah, they got some pitching problems, absolutely. So that is a huge, huge disappointment, the Astros. And on the flip side, I will say, in the National League, the Philadelphia Phillies are 15-10, <laughs> wow. and 10, and that... I thought that they would be like the Braves, like the Braves five
0: 16 and, <laughs> and
1: 18 I thought they would be terrible, all-time <laughs> bad. I looked at their roster, and I thought them and the Braves together could win 105, 110 games. But kudos to the Phillies. For putting up a decent start to the season right now at 15 and 10,
0: it's pretty impressive. You know, when you see that, um, good thing for the Dodgers, they've got Clayton Kershaw. He seems like, you know, every time he comes to the mound, he's going to be legit and do his thing. Arietta is killing it for those in fantasy baseball. He's, you know, got his 5 and 0, I guess getting ready to go 6 and 0 soon. Um, Are you concerned about price? Now the Red Sox sweeped our Yankees, and oh, Ray, it hurts. The Yankees are really, you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long season. I, I thought they might Yankees be a little bit John better. But we out. both said their age would catch up to them. But it's, I mean, it's caught up so fast. And even the great bullpen. Now Chapman will be back soon, but even the great bullpen, Ray, has been kind of like slipping and giving up runs. But are you? I, I don't know, like what do they sort of just really go for youth and start to trade off and build this roster? Yeah.
1: I kind of want to rebuild, a, you know? You need young talent. You need to remember how you got those four out of five championships in the early Gene 90s. Granted.
0: You need stick, baby. Gene Michael.
1: Yeah. You need to draft Jeter, Posada, you know, Mariano and Pettit. Uh, make some, you know, on the margin free agents, right? Get get. Tino Martinez was, I guess, the big one, but then you got Chili Davis, and you got uh, David Justice midseason, and you got Cecil Fielder. Uh, David Cohn was a big one, but you had your core of young talent. Now, granted, in two thousand nine, they brought over, they had brought over A Rod and four, I guess, but they brought over Sabathia and Teixeira, and now they're at the end of their contracts, so to me, Yankees just need to go young, go young. Uh, you know, you you don't have even a Mike Trout to build around, you know, who is your best player? Um, is it Ellsbury? Is it, you know, Solon he's getting older. Good? I mean, he's not a kid yeah.
0: anymore. Yeah.
1: So who's your best player? I'm trying to figure out, you know, your identity, who's your identity, who's your best player, who's your captain and, Whoever it is, he's not young. I mean, Sterling Castro is probably the, the
0: youngest of, of all your of these. Your best like, player is not played yet, and that's uh, Aralis Chapman. He's your best player.
1: Hey, but he's a one-year rental, though.
0: Yeah, but they better keep him. He's your best player. Maybe, you know, trade one of the other guys. I mean, to me, I think he's without a doubt. But the problem
1: doubt. with him is he's a dependent guy, right? you got to be up in the ninth for him to even be effective. I mean, you can throw the ball no, 200 definitely. miles an hour.
0: If you're not up
1: in the ninth, it doesn't matter. So, So, yeah, Yankees need to blow it
0: up. No, it's kind of frustrating, and it's almost, I don't want to say sad, but it it, you know, but look, Yankee fans, Celtics, Lakers, Canadian fans, you know, know, Steeler, Niner fans, you know, certain fans that have won so much, you really have no business complaining when there's organizations who've never sniffed Uh, NBA or Super Bowl or World Series, you know what I mean? So I think the Yankees, nobody's going to feel sorry for us, right? (laughs) I mean, let's... uh, No, absolutely not, and they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. It's sport. Nobody's like, oh, poor Yankees. But what's going on with David Price? Because the Red Sox are going good, and your boy, I got to admit, David Ortiz, I mean, if his stats project out, you know, like 320, 100 ribbies, you know, 30-some-odd home runs, he could end his final season as one of the best final seasons ever. I just I just don't like – I don't know. I, I don't know. But you tell me, what's going on with the Red Sox, David Price? Do you love uh, Mookie Betts? Pedroia is back on fire. I mean, they put a whooping on us, right? That was a, that was an ugly sweep in uh, Fenway.
1: And they're doing it with, without Pablo Sandoval, right? If he was any – you know, good and and he's messed up his shoulder and he needs to have that shoulder surgery. So despite David Price's slow start, um, you know, they've got young talent though. Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, you know, like you said, Pedroya's back. Ortiz has got one last hurrah left in him. Um, They are a team that I still think, you know, ultimately is going to win is going to win that division um, right now they're kind of neck and neck with the Orioles, with the Blue Jays, kind of in, in shouting distance, three and a half games back. But I, I think the Red Sox are the team to beat in the AL East. I mean, I have not gone to, to the to the World Series. So you know, How about the Tigers? The
0: they're starting to play some good ball. I was watching uh, them the other day, and I'm like, wow, you know, people, you know. Look, everybody knows about what Casey was doing. People were hyped about the Indians and the Twins and, and the White Sox because they all have this great Boy, pitch. Well, your
1: White Sox have the best record in the American League, though. Well,
0: no, I told you. Like, I really, I really think they were galvanized by that, you know, weird stuff with the kid and LaRoche and his, um, and his son, but also just how disappointing they were last season. Do you know what I mean? They were so disappointing last season that I think they, they kind of all were hungry. And Sale is he, – he, look, he can go head-to-head with any of the great pitchers. If, you, if you're really being fair and honest, he's up there with Clayton and Keisha. He's up there with Price. He's up there – you know what I mean? Granky and the other guys. Well, that's I, what they're
1: saying. They're, you know, the, the two Cy might be on the north side and the south side of Chicago. Arietta well, and Sale could basically. easily be the leaders in the clubhouse. That's, that's, what, uh, that's
0: what Tay predicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, good it, job. It would, be, it would be great. It would be great. But, I, you know, I'm happy for the whites. Listen, we know, right? You know, obviously, being out there, you know, in Chicago, for the years you were there, it's a great sports city. They love their Bears. They love their Bulls. They love the White Sox and Cubs. You know, I mean, you could say Second City, but their fanship is really second to none. And so – you you know you root for any team that's got the the passionate fan base, and you know the White Sox, even though they've won more than the Cubs, they're, they've kind of been the stepchild, almost like mess Yankees. You know what I mean? So it, let's see what that would be. Uh, what would they call that? It's not a Subway Series. What do they call it out there? Cubs and White Sox. Oh,
1: oh, I don't know. Yeah, when they play interleague, well now they play every year, but I right. But I don't if it was know. in the World
0: Series, what would it be? North side, south side. I don't know. <laughs> the side <we're>... series?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. It's the side series, right? So, you know, that's uh that's that's good stuff. What's going on with your boy Bryce Harper? Is he is he still, you know, going to carry on? You think he's slowing down a little bit?
1: I think Bryce Harper is going to be the Mike Trout, he's not as good as Mike Trout. I would take Mike Trout in a heartbeat. I've had a rough start, wa-
0: He's playing I better.
1: First, first time he's had a rough start since his rookie year. I mean, this guy has really just been banging up the numbers. But just like you can pencil Mike Trout in for a top five MVP season every season, I think you can do the same for Bryce Harper. Uh, I just think he's that good, and all he needs to do is stay healthy. And and remember, with this all said and done, it feels like Bryce Harper's been around forever. Isn't he like twenty two or twenty three years old?
0: Yeah, I think he turned twenty three this season or something. <laughs>
1: That's,
0: I mean, yeah, you're right. It's almost absurd because then This is come, when cats
1: are. This is when cats are breaking into the league. And but didn't already, he come,
0: you know, come to the league at like eighteen or seventeen, right out yeah, of high school? Yeah,
1: he well, at sixteen he left his high school to get a GED. So he could be qualified to play in the in in the Vegas league. Remember, he was there. Chris Bryant was there, and there was another young stud. uh, I forgot there were three of them in that Vegas league.
0: Vegas
1: league, yeah. He's just a stud. I mean, this guy was just born born to play baseball.
0: That's that's like pretty phenomenal to me. Like, uh, you know, to see that. So, you know, look. this was a great sports week. We'll be back on Friday. Um, Kentucky Derby's coming. Uh you yeah. know, we we've got the 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 <laughs> the comedy, right? Last year it was like branded the greatest sports day on that Saturday with a Pacquiao and Mayweather. So now this guy's branding anything with fifty. And we both thought that he would come back. It looks like he's going to come back. I don't think he'll fight Pacquiao, but I don't know. Do you care? Does anybody? I, I no, mean, not, he's going to come back I for the like money. It, yeah.
1: He's going to come back for the money. He's he's also 49-0, and 0, and he's tied with uh, Rocky Marciano, so he needs to right, be 50-0. Right, and 50 I don't blame him, though, right? like, he should. I don't blame him, but why go to the charade of retiring? I mean, it's all. I, I feel man. like... It's all a PR stunt. And well, you know a he's a free agent now.
0: He left. What was that, Top Ring or whatever boxing he was with? So now he he has everybody bidding for who will represent him for this one fight. He's right. sort of like Yahoo with the NFL for uh, the internet, you know. He's but look, he's a great businessman, Ray. Right? We got to give it to
1: him. I feel like yeah, but I feel like at a certain point it's a farce. It's like. You know what? You knew you weren't going to retire. You knew you were going to fight at 50. This was all to market and to hype and to, and to you know, but at a certain point, it's not genuine, you know? It's like, hype the fight, but don't go in and out of retirement pretending that you're, you were going to fight the whole time. You know what I mean? You were, you, your I goal is
0: to be 50
1: and 0 the whole time.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, real quick. Give me give me one player from this NFL draft that you think maybe second round on that is going to just take over like Gangbusters. Oh, did you like the Titans? Getting Derrick Henry? That, I think they had a great draft this.
1: They did. They did. Uh I liked I like them and I like him. Uh, you know, again, Alabama running backs have been taking a little bit of a beating recently. Um but they did all right. Uh, I'm going to go back to Booker in Utah. I think he's going yeah. to – from Utah, I think he's going to steal the, the, the job. I think in a, as a fourth-round pick to get a starting running back – look, Dallas took hope is is hoping to get a starting running back in Ezekiel Elliott for the next, you know, seven, eight, nine years at number four overall. And this kid Booker is going to be, I believe, by midseason the starting running back as a fourth-round draft pick. So that's the guy I want to see – you know, we talked about the quarterbacks. I want to see if any of these guys pan out. I mean, starting at number one and number two, I'm not that sold on Goff and Wentz. And what about add- Moneyball?
0: What about the Browns and Moneyball? Five wide receivers, Cody Kessler, who doesn't have a big arm in the cold. Yeah, they got some guys, but they also got some, like, weird picks. I don't know what the Browns are doing.
1: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to take baseball discipline and, and apply it yeah. to football. And you know what? Let's see. It's the first year, but yeah, you, there was some head scratching right there. Um And, and you know, I want to see also the guys who were projected to be stars, but fell. So Miles, yeah. Jack and Jalen Smith, because of injuries,
0: yeah. Robert DJ. Yeah.
1: because of, you know, whatever. He went to the right uh, place.
0: That's <laughs> Larry the
1: So also, so, you know, the guys that, that, the professional scouts said would be one place and then ended up much lower. I'm very interested to see these guys and how they, you know, how they fulfill.
0: Um, You know, who spoke to us on Twitter, Boomer Esiason and his Bengals. He was really impressed with Tyler Boyd, uh, William Jackson, and then your guy who you thought might go in the first round and a lot of other scouts and, and people did from NFL Network, Andrew Billings. Now, he's only a first and second down. He's not a pass rusher, but to control the defensive line with Geno Atkins to get uh, a Bay- that Baylor player in the fourth round, that's a steal. The Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers, NFC North, they all had very solid drafts, Ray.
1: I'll dig it. I thought the Bengals should have taken a, a, a wide receiver, but you know what? Yes. They ended up getting it later, but that's
0: okay. I mean, But we'll, the boy we'll... kid, is he's legit. He's a good receiver. So when they got him, I think they, they did good for themselves, you know? They did they, yeah. did. they did all right. All right. Well, look. It looks all like. uh right. What's that Cleveland score? Are they holding on?
1: Yeah. Hold on.
0: Let me. I think the Cavs. Got to update the fans as we get off the air. It was close.
1: Oh, it's close. Yeah. No, it's seventy nine, seventy
0: eight. How about so them Hawks? Right. And it's
1: yeah, eight fifty one. I. You know, I I thought Cleveland would run away with this series. I still do. But the Hawks, they're not going anywhere. Give them credit. And then at 930, Oklahoma City, San Antonio tips off. So good basketball tonight.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, tell everybody thanks for listening. Talking sports and friends.